Greetings, you're now tuned to Mabasa Magazine Podcast. We're on the show Keeping It Kenyan. I'm African Herbs Man. And I'm Salah Sakai. And today we have a special guest, Miss Helen Oteno. 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 I knew I was going to mess that up. <laughs> Miss Helen Oteno is in the place. She's a money management coach, money manager. Money coach. Money coach. All right, so just introduce yourself to the people, please. Hello, everybody. My name is Helen Otieno, and I'm excited to be on the show this afternoon. Do tell us, um, Helen, Karibu Sana, what is money coaching? Um, Thank you very much for that question. Uh, Money coaching is a step-by-step process that helps individuals to unearth their money behavior and habits that prevents them from realizing their potential uh, when it comes to money. Uh, It also prevents them from being successful with money, meaning they cannot do what they intend to do with their money. Is it something that has been there for a while? Like, is it a new concept? Has it always been? Before we, when we know financial analysts, we've heard of uh, executive uh, finances. I think the word money coach for me is a relatively new term. Herbsman, what do you think? Um, I don't think it was relatively new, I guess, but I guess more the general public is becoming more aware of money management and how to use that money more wisely. In the past, it was, information is more reserved for the upper class you know so now it's trickling down to the middle lower class on how to you know generate your funds because money is uh is a tool it's not a mystery you know you have to learn how to use it and manage it basically absolutely yeah um it's i would say it's a relatively new concept because in the past we've had financial advisors and um you know they've they've done teaching people how to you know budget the specific tools that people need to to use in order to manage their money and over the years they they've realized that although many people know what they are supposed to do with money they don't seem to be doing it despite the knowledge that they have and so this is what has uh, led to this awareness that there's something more to managing finances apart from um, practical knowledge and research shows that uh, financial success is 80% psychological and 20% practical. How did you get into this? Wow. (laughs) 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 Okay, I would say it's interest uh, right from the time I was a, a little girl, I was interested in knowing how money works because I was exposed to money at a very young age. Uh, I'd help my mother in her small shop at home when I was on holidays. And I wanted to be successful with money. So I, I, I read so much about personal finances and how to manage it. But... It came to a point where I realized that despite the knowledge that I had, I wasn't doing what I knew I was supposed to do with money. And so I started searching for a solution to it. 
And that's how I came across money coaching. Uh, got involved in it, was coached, and I realized that my behavior is at the core of how I handle money. Do you have a financial background? What were you doing before you became a money coach? Before I became a money coach, I was a teacher. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm not um, a financial expert. Mm -hmm. I'm not an economist. I have no financial background. So what I, I do as a money coach is just to focus on money behavior mm -hmm. and how you can relate it to your practical pra uh, practical use of money how that behavior can be used to help you save more to earn more and and invest and prepare for your future i like the idea of behavior and money i think uh growing up i guess all of us are we get to interact with money at a young age most of us anyway but we never really think of the behavior around it it's more what can it do for me how can i spend it how can <laughs> i look like i'm rolling in money how can i make more of it but not so my behavior to it or towards it what do you think Absman? well um i think we get the most basic knowledge of money of using it to buy goods using it to buy our needs and our wants basically you know we get a job we use that money but we never look most people don't look past how to save that money to invest into different businesses or into how to multiply what you're earning mm. into a, so you can now be in a better financial position that's something that's not really taught at home mm -hmm. or even in school that should be a subject in school i believe and a lot of people are pushing for that to mm. be now be, you know financial liter literacy basically is what we're talking about mm -hmm. you know so um yeah. I think my next question would be, what are some of the behaviors that you've seen, maybe your own or that you've noticed in the society that help us have bad money management? Okay. Um, I'll start with myself because uh, some of the behavi behavior that was uh, I, I realized was sabotaging my money management was... Um, resistance to making a budget and even when I made a budget I struggle to keep it to follow it so that uh, I do what I'm supposed to do with money and I had this tendency to overspend and impulse buy don't we all ladies in the house <laughs> don't we all <laughs> yeah so you find that when you engage in such behavior you don't know where your money is going because after you, you've been out on a shopping spree, you look at your wallet and you're like, I had 10,000 shillings when I left this house. Where has all my money gone to? <laughs> <laughs> and you think, could somebody have taken this money from me? But no, it's you who spent it without telling your money where to go. You, your, your money was just directing you, you know. You are, you are being directed by your money instead of money you directing your money or telling it where to go. And um, when it comes to around, around me, I would see the same behavior replicated uh, in the people around me. And after going through the money coaching process, I realized that um, most of the behavior was 
what I modeled from my parents. So another thing about um, money behavior is that it is something that is formed very early in life. By the time one is 9 to 12 years old, the habits that we have as adults have been cemented. And that's what we go by. And as uh, Abs says, um, you know, nobody sits us down to teach us how to handle money. So we just go by what we have absorbed from our parents and our environment. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem lies. Especially nowadays where we live in a society, it's so money hungry and blinging. It's very easy to fall into those money traps. Well, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're now listening to Keeping It Kenyan. From Crystal Park Media, this is your favorite show of the Mombasa Magazine podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Keeping It Kenyan. Mombasa Magazine, inspiring the leader in you. And we're back. You're listening to Keeping It Kenyan. And today our, our guest is Helen Otieno, a money coach. Now, before we went on break, we were talking about how by the age of 9 to 12, most children, their money behavior is cemented. Maybe just shed a bit more light for us as people who are listening, maybe parents in the, in the room. What would they really think about when it comes to money behavior and their children? Okay, what I would tell parents is that much as you, you have grown up with that uh, kind of behavior, now it is time for you to be aware that what you do with money and how, how you talk about money what you say about it plays a very big role on how your child is going to turn out when it comes to uh, handling money. So it's important for you to correct that so that you impart the right uh, behavior on your children. Like when you say talk about money, what would, for example, like saying what? What, is, what statements do we hear? Okay, um, for most people, um, there's this scarcity mentality that is in them. And this scarcity mentality has been brought about by hearing words such as we can't afford it, we don't have money, money doesn't go grow on trees, money is evil, and stuff like that. Children money are like evil. sponge. They just absorb, they just observe, and you know, they, they believe in their parents and their guardians so much that whatever they hear you say, whatever they see you doing, that's what they believe is the right thing. And all this is done unconsciously. Without them knowing, the parent is also doing it unconsciously without knowing because, as you all know, a parent always wants the best for their children and so they wouldn't do something that is going to jeopardize their children's future. And it is all unconscious behavior. Um, for example, if you grew up, if you grew up uh, being told that we can't afford it, when you grow up and become an adult, you start earning money. You'll always have that I can't afford it at the back of your mind. So you tend to deny yourselves things that you can afford things that you can have because you grew up in luck and you have that luck mentality. But on the flip side, 
there are those who had that also so much and when they grow up and earn their own money they vow that whatever they lacked in their childhood they are now going to have it at whatever cost their children are not going to 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 lack and therefore they end up spoiling their children giving them too much they also end up splurging on themselves so uh it's a challenge that can come out both ways say something up man we've not heard your voice a bit <laughs> no i'm just sitting here listening thinking about what she's saying um because we have these conversations in my home too right now with thinking about our children as they get older we got to make sure that you know they know the value of earning money mm. and we don't spoil them at the same time mm-hmm. you know so it's a balance that we have to strike as parents in this uh, generation but um as far as the mentality of scarcity and lack you know the scriptures speak about a mentality of an of abundance yeah. that will always have abundance and once you start to move in that mind frame things will start to act in your life that will bring forth abundance you know as long as you're making wise decisions and when i say abundance i don't mean consumption of just material goods mm-hmm. i mean more of abundance of being happy with what you have exactly that's number one mm-hmm. and not looking towards what you don't have as like mm-hmm. as a way to beat yourself up those Absolutely. you make these things your goals then you set up a plan to achieve these goals mm-hmm. but you have to put in the action you know because mm-hmm. action without words without works is dead so if we don't do these things to achieve these goals then we won't get it there you know you guys are all sounding so smart man Absolutely. let's take it back home <laughs> <laughs> in mombasa do you think um helen we have uh, a need for a money coach in terms of the society uh, i wouldn't say uh, i would start much as we want to bring it back home there is a need for money coaching worldwide because the there is a lot of suffering uh when it comes to money all around the world and Mombasa is no exception you when you look around Mombasa you find um there like at the moment there are jobs that are being lost companies are shutting down business is low for the past few years and therefore many people have are stuck in this mindset that there isn't enough and that is one of the things one of the major things that money coaching seeks to address to get people into an awareness that there is enough the world has changed but it's up to you to change your perspective about the world and change your perspective about money so even if you have lost your job that's not the end of the world you are a whole person with all these resources that you came into the world with you can harness your resources and make a living out of it <coughs> okay so it is something that is needed everywhere people need it because they are struggling with managing their finances 
and if you look around Mombasa you find that there's um there's um a lot of leisure activities people spend a lot of money in leisure and and sometimes at the expense of what they are supposed to be doing with their money saving for their future and uh, investing for their future and so on so there is a market for it i think i want to go back to a statement you mentioned earlier you said money directs you as opposed to you directing the money mm. in the sense that you give an example somebody has 10,000 shillings in their pocket so that money leads them to want to spend it mm. as mm. opposed to you planning what i would do with my 10,000 mm. now when it comes to men and women do you think they handle money differently do you think it's the same what has been your experience when it comes to men and women and coaching uh, for I wouldn't say they handle money differently it's only that men 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 and women have a way a different way of uh, approaching finances but they all have their weaknesses and their strengths for example when it comes to women women love shopping we do <laughs> <laughs> too much too much <laughs> women love shopping and the reason why women love shopping okay one it's because it's the women actually who do the household shopping they buy food they buy clothes for the family and stuff like that so it's inevitable they've got to shop and it's it's also a form of therapy for women to shop and their shopping is mostly emotional when they are stressed they want to feel high they want that dopamine high so they go out it feels good for a moment mm-hmm. so they go out and shop and when it comes to shopping men shop women also shop but then for women it's it's it, it's it's um for women it's a, an experience you know they go in there and they are they go in maybe to buy two items they'll come out with 10 for example a man will go in maybe he wants a pair of socks he'll go straight to uh, the section that sells socks and come out with these two three pair of socks it's just an action hmm. but the women will wander around the mall and pick things and come out with things that they did not plan to do and it's it's all so emotional now when it comes to saving both men and women save but then the men tend to save more and we can say that it's because generally speaking most men earn more than the women so they save more and men are usually geared towards big big projects so they save more than the women although the women also also save so we cannot say uh that women are better or men are better it depends on what we are talking about and then again when it comes to investing women are uh are more cautious they are afraid to lose their money so they don't go all in when it comes to investing as opposed to men so it's just a matter of knowing where your strengths are where your weaknesses are so that you improve as an individual okay we'll be right back with helen 
on Keeping It Kenyan. This is Keeping It Kenyan, brought to you by Mombasa Magazine Podcast. Mombasa Magazine, inspiring the leader in you. And we're back. We're sitting with Helen. We're talking about money coaching. So we, before we went to break, you mentioned about men and women spending habits and saving habits and stuff like that. Um, I would tend to agree with you. I'm that kind of man that will just go get that socks. <laughs> but there are men out there who are emotional spenders also. I don't want to put that strictly on women. the, the women because there definitely are men out there who will go buy the mall up if they had the chance to. Um, but as far as uh, the savings goes, do you know any tricks or tips that you can partake on us on as far as saving money? Uh, saving is a very important component of financial co- success. Mm-hmm. And many people struggle with savings. So what you can do is to plan. Planning is at the core of everything so sit down and plan and the first plan you should do is a spending plan which is a budget Mm -hmm. so this is the tool that will tell you where your money is going you'll use it to tell your money where to where to go so once you make a budget that works for you you will be able to apportion money for saving and make sure that you put that money aside every month for savings and the best way to do it is to automate savings so that the money doesn't come to you it just goes direct into the savings account and savings should be for long-term projects or short-term projects but then another uh, type of saving that is very important is the emergency saving it is the one that messes a lot of people because many people don't have money put aside for emergency take for example right now we've we've talked of people losing jobs you know people being laid laid uh, uh, laid off if you are laid off and you don't have money to take you through the months that you're still trying to, to pull yourself together it can be very difficult for you So it's important to put money aside for emergencies. You can start with one month when uh, you are still uh, putting your house in order and uh, maybe paying off debt and uh, and so on and so forth. But then ideally you're supposed to have between three to six months of your normal monthly expenses uh, in your emergency account just in case of anything. And when it comes to savings, you also need to uh, have short-term goals. I've said that. What do you want to, uh, to do in the next three months or six, three to six months? And then what you want to do within the next two years? What about two, 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 um, ten years to come or five years to come? So that you're always putting money aside for something. Because you, when you t- try to save without a reason for saving, you more often than not, you just fail. Whenever you need that money, you just go for it because you've not, uh, you've not said this money is for that house or it's for this plot that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. But when there's something that you have fixed your mind on, 
you you you'll more more likely uh stick with your savings plan i'm just listening to you and i'm thinking at the back of my mind this requires a lot of discipline mm. you know something that um you can't just wake up tomorrow and say okay i'm going to start saving a portion of my money considering that i think my mind also goes into i don't have enough sometimes mm. depending mm. on the month mm-hmm. and the issues that are needed to be handled during the month but mm. in terms of discipline and saving and money how can you advise those who are listening to be able to build the muscle of discipline around money discipline around money is tied to behavior take for example a student uh, in school who never attends classes doesn't do homework is always making noise in class that kind of student will not pass his exams because the kind of behavior that he has been having is indiscipline and it is the same with money if you if you don't plan for your money and if you don't do what you said you would do with your money you're bound to fail in your finances so because it's tied to behavior and behavior is something that has been with you since you were born you need to work on it and that is where money coaching comes in because it helps you to go back to your story everybody has a money story when you look critically at your money story you will be able to see the patterns you'll be able to see the behavior you'll be able to see the beliefs that you have around money and you'll be able to see your attitude towards money and that is uh where you begin to help yourself so once you're able to tell this limiting beha- behavior you will now be able to start eliminating them it's not an easy journey because behavior is very difficult to change but if you if if you're committed to it it is possible you can do it i think it goes to um really sitting down and dissecting your needs and your wants exactly do you really need that pair of shoes or that dress or that shirt or do you have something sufficient in your closet already mm-hmm. and now can that money go towards that future project mm-hmm. you know absolutely that's, that's, that's really true. what it boils down to having a very strict attitude on what you need and what you want you know. And what happens to the dopamine feeling that comes from shopping? You guys are just like removing that whole experience <laughs> from this conversation. You have to find dopamine experience and other things, you know. <laughs> okay, the dopamine, you yeah. want it because you have unresolved issues from your past. But once you resolve these issues, you identify them and resolve them, you will not need that dopamine high. Yes. Okay then. So people, we are just about to wind wind up and uh i think one of the things that i'd like to know even as we're finishing up are there any uh, investment tips you could be able to share we're looking at 2020 right now so maybe come in the new year some tips some ideas that you can share about investment and then also some resources that we can use to help our money management get better okay um when it comes to uh, investments start now and the earlier you start the better because if you start investing when you're younger there is the compounding effect 
of whatever you're putting aside, compound interest. The money will grow over time. But even if you realize that you need to start saving at a, a later age, you need to just start it with whatever you have and then grow it eventually. So what I can say is that just start. But before you start, you, you need to uh, research on what you want to invest in. Is it for the long term? Is it for the short term? And also, uh, so for you to do these things, you need help most of the time. You need to ask for help from the experts. So you need a team to grow your finances. You cannot do it alone. You need a financial advisor to advise you on the different investment vehicles that are there. To also help you test your risk tolerance. How much risk can you tolerate? And you also need um, to work on your money behavior if you're finding challenges. And that's why uh, we money coaches are there to help you to get to a state where you're now able to do what you're supposed to do. You are now able to recognize the, 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 the blocks or the wall that is between you and your, and your success. I have a question. So somebody, an individual can hire you to come in and help them coach them on their money. Yes. So what was that? What would that conversation look like? Like, take us through an example. You come visit me or Sakai and mm -hmm. we want to bet better at handling our money. How would that, you know, go? Uh, that conversation would begin from your past. Mm hmm. So, so you're like almost like a therapist also. Yes. Okay. So it would begin from your past. A look at your memories about money. Uh, the feelings that came up, what you had, and how that makes you feel, how you felt then, how it makes you feel now. And then your parents we would also look at your you, how your parents handled money or your guardians or grandparents whoever you grew up uh, around then we'd also look at something called the money archetypes uh, which is a way of measuring your the way you are with money at the moment it's not permanent there are eight archetypes so you will be able to know which archetype is driving your money behavior right now and how you can change it for the better which one you are to adopt make stronger and which one you're supposed to eliminate so that you you achieve your financial goals and then we would also uh, go into goal setting we would also uh, go into you know, clearing certain things that you have around you that are not letting you do what you're supposed to do. And practical advice, how you're going to budget, how you're going to uh, start saving, and so on and so forth. So it's an ongoing process. It requires a lot of support and accountability because accountability is one of the major problems. We say we are going to do something and we don't do it so you need somebody to hold your hand to uh, you know remind you that you know last week we said we were going to start that 
even something simple as just going to the bank and inquire about the different savings accounts that are there. Did you go? Did you? What did you find out? So that is a step. So it's all a matter of taking small steps mm-hmm. again and again. What's the duration? Destination. Sorry, what's the duration for something like this? Like, is it a year plan? Is it a three-month plan? Like, how long would you take somebody from, for example, almost zero money management skills to maybe one? If there's a <laughs> if there's a scale like that, it is uh, you know behavior change takes time, but research has shown that ninety days within ninety days you can adopt a new behavior. So it is a process that begins from between three months to one year, depending on one's needs. Yeah, and depend on one's mentality. And depending on yeah. one's mentality. Yeah. So how would uh, people get in contact with you for your services? How would they find you? Oh, they can call me on my number, 0720-972901. My Facebook page, Agenda Wealth. My website, agendawealthcoaching.com. Okay. My and Twitter handle, Agenda Wealth. And that's plus 254 if you're outside of Kenya. If you wanted to reach her for the phone number. Yes. Okay. So my last question as we leave, any resources you can help us with as we plan uh, our money matters? For 2020, because money matters in 2020, you know? If if you'd like to know more about money behavior and how to overcome it, there's a book called Money Magic by Deborah Price. It's a very uh, good book on that. You can read that. Uh, there is also the book Women and Money. Okay, I'm biased here a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Women and Money by Suze Oman. That will will guide you on how to overcome some of these habits and even how to uh, practically put whatever you want to do into practice. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Keeping It Kenyan. Today our guest was Helen Utieno. And uh, we're hanging out with Herbsman. You want to say something to the people? <laughs> no, I think this was a good podcast. A lot of good information. Go back and listen to it again. Get your pen and paper out. And uh, start your plan. 2020, get your money together. We're out. Thank you. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters. They do not purport to reflect the opinions or views of Mombasa Magazine or Crystal Park Media.